0: Thanks for joining us. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.
1: Welcome to the podcast. You are now tuned in to this episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. And now, please welcome your host,
0: you're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981.
2: Welcome back to the program. i Zev Brenner, and a lot of people have been calling and been curious about the story of a year, somebody who converted to Judaism in 2018 and recently left being a Sochmer chassid. He's now gone back to another religion. So with us right now is somebody who... Uh, and I appreciate him coming on. I know it's not easy he wanted just to go on with his life, but Julias Roloyd uh joins us, and he's yes. a sarma who left Judaism. so thank you for being part of our show tonight Good so let me, let, let's go back so here tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you decide to become an orthodox jew okay so, so let's, about, let's go back tell us a little bit about you yeah. come again, yeah, go ahead. tell us about yourself, yes. <laughs>
3: Okay. All right. So I, I I grew up in a fairly mainline Protestant American home um, growing up, and I I knew that Jews had their own system of belief based on the Old Testament and all that. I had a Jewish best friend from, from a summer camp that I went to, and he invited me to his bar mitzvah, and I was, I guess, I was a little older than he was because I was 14 at the time, so... Um, I went to that and I I just found it very interesting, which is how I first got introduced to Judaism at all, like actually seeing it in practice rather than just, oh, yeah, they like don't believe in Jesus and stuff. So. um, I I went I was fascinated. I I, at at that point I had I had rejected Christianity due to my understanding that I'd come to when I was a little bit younger from my limited studies. I'd had my limited understandings Um, there certain ideas I couldn't square in Christianity with Judaism, which is a whole other issue that I don't really want to get entirely into because it'd be very long and detract from the primary purpose of my appearing on this program. But um, so I decided I would convert to Judaism and I started off at a Reform synagogue in Tacoma, Tacoma, Washington, which is where I'm from. And then I realized that I, I didn't want to be reformed because I didn't believe in the Torah and the Mitzvahs and all that stuff. So I, I decided I'd be Orthodox. After reading this book, they, they gave me this book that outlined the differences in the three main Jewish movements. So I I, I read about reform, conservative, Orthodox. They even talked about the Reconstructionists, which as far as I'm aware of, like, barely exists, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and I was like, wow, well, this is what I believe in. So I'm going to I'm going to convert to Orthodox Judaism. I had a difficult time dealing with the VOD in Seattle. Um, they, they wanted me to go to a Jewish school at the time, and all they had was Northwest Yeshiva High School, and I, I was dead set on being chesedish even then. I'd read in, a, in one of the books I was supposed to read at the Reform Synagogue, uh, it was a um, Rabbi Joseph Telushkin book, and uh, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish literacy. Jewish literacy. He's one. written a lot
2: of few, but he's an Orthodox rabbi. big yes. one.
3: Yeah. yeah, from YU. And so I read his his book, and he has a, a little section there on Hasidus and the Baal Shem Tov and I thought that, I found it fascinating. I, I loved the idea of serving God with Simcha. The idea of of, of serving, serving Hashem with Simcha was such a, a wonderful idea to me, and the the idea that, the fact that there were the esoteric parts as well with Kabbalah and all that, I also found interesting, because I'd read about a little bit of that in my other, well, in my previous studies, I'd, I'd also always been interested in esotericism. I've always been into profound, deep abstract ideas so ever since I was a child I mean since I was very young I've I've I've, I've always I've been reading at a college level since I was like nine years old so I, <laughs> just to get the, the picture here you know it's 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 not like I've, I have I was like some sort of a, a push at a kid or whatever I've always been very smart and inquisitive and interested in things so um so from from there, I I got in contact with Chabad, and they wouldn't let me go to the Chabad house minion in Tacoma unless I had a, unless I was working with a vod, and I couldn't get to the vod without having aii could not I couldn't I couldn't get to the vod without having a sponsoring rabbi, which I kind of have a sponsoring rabbi without going to shul. But then eventually, I I got introduced to the Seward Park community through a chance encounter at Costco, with the yeshiva shid there. Really funny, like Costco in in Renton and like South Seattle, like just south of Seattle, not it's kind of in the mixed area between South Seattle and this little area called Renton, where I lived for a brief time with my mother and my stepfather. Um, so, so. I got introduced to the sword park community. I started going there and, and it was, it was nice. I, I really liked the community there, but I think there were some significant ideological issues that came up because I was very firm on becoming seedish. I wasn't really into like being modern Orthodox or Litvish and, um, I am just like I've nothing I, I never had anything against modern orthodox and let's people I wanted want to be very clear it just wasn't my thing and people like felt offended or something so that No yeah, so but I, you
2: but you like because so what made us decide become a Satmar Chasid as opposed to a Lubavitch for example
3: Satmar drew me in more mentally because they they to me communicated this idea of really maintaining tradition and I I wouldn't so this is one of those kind of awkward things that comes up is it's like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I was a Satmech Hussid. I, I went in a general Satmech Mahalik, but most of the time I, I in not I I I I, 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 I envision But you also, they say,
2: from what I understand, that you were also father of Zalman Leib, you were called as a father of Zal, it's a father of Aaron from Monroe, right? That
3: was a whole bunch of nonsense. That was, that was, I mean, it was like that, that guy had us over. Okay. It was really nice that 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 individual who was asking those questions had us over. This was while I was recovering from my Mila. And we were basically kicked out of the place that we we're staying in Muncie. I guess they thought we were too weird because of the age difference or something. When you say um, who who are you referring to? Um, an individual in Muncie. I don't need to mention his name, but he gave an interview on one of the Yiddish lines the other day, which he tried to say some other things and that were not true also. But um but I was healing from the Mila, and, and we had we had Nachsanya in Kiris Yoyal for a couple of days, which wasn't that fellow. He just took us in. It was like a 10-degree day outside. It was that winter, 2017, one of the coldest winters on record, if I remember properly from what the radio was saying, what I heard in the taxis. And, you know, he took us in. He was, like, talking, and he decided to make a bit of fun and, you know, make that video on, and put it up all over the place on WhatsApp or something and, you know, ask about my political stuff. And when I was, when I'd almost converted as a teenager at 18, I was in Muncie and I, I was in Nicholsburg back then. And I, I lived for a few months in the house of one of the Nicholsburg drivers item, which was, which was very nice, you know, but then I ran into issues at that best because they wanted me to split off from my family entirely and everybody I knew from before um, becoming Magyar. So I, I was like, I can't do that. You know, they helped me out. My family and wanted to keep, you want to keep yeah.
2: connected to your family. Did your parents, were you? family supportive of your becoming Jewish? What but you were Protestant, you mentioned, right? Yes.
3: My my mother and my my stepfather were my father was not. Okay. Um my, my mother is the Christian one. My my father is less so. I mean she was way more devout years ago.
2: Okay. So and how do they take to the fact that not only became Jewish but you came a Hasid? you dressed as a Hasidish man and you also married I was. I, I think you were about twenty one when you converted. Is that about the Yeah twenty one, yeah. And you married a woman who was, at the same time, who was a lot older than you.
3: Yeah, we knew each other. We we did it together. We, we were already together at that point. I'd known her since 2015. When I was in this, what I, what I used to call back in the day, my, 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 my Manim. it was between when I, I, I was like, well, if I can't, if I have to get rid of everybody I know, people who helped me and supported me and, and loved me and stuff, you know, then I, I can't do this. It's not morally right. So I, I quit. I, I, back then, I also, I, I was in contact with the Rebbe in Boa Park, who encouraged me to take on some of the Chitsoyas diga stuff, like the Levish. So I had a, and Hit and and all that stuff. But, um, so, you know, and that was a really difficult thing. I spent weeks agonizing over whether to quit or not, because I felt so committed to it. But at the same time, I was like, I have this other connection that I can't, I can't just throw away a, a blood connection. will say, you know, there's a phrase in English, you know, blood is thicker than water. But later, I, I um, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, out so, of order. So, so let me just okay, say so, that. With,
2: another, so, you didn't become a Nickelsburger or because they wanted you to get to separate from your family. It wasn't, it wasn't Nickelsburger's issue. It was, it was
3: the best in that I was
2: working with at that time. Was that a Muncie Bestin? Yeah, So then you went to the best with Rabbi Steinberg and Rabbi All. That was years later. So that was
3: after I'd had my my period of time between between that leaving before having converted. Which again, I, I felt I still felt then very emotionally attached to Judaism. Like I hadn't and intellectually, like I, I wasn't let me, let me, it wasn't a theologically developed position why I left. Like, I consider myself a Ben Noah who just had to leave because, you know, oh, well, I couldn't, I can't about, get rid of family now, and I can't find another best and you, so you, whatever. You're talking about now, like
2: you consider yourself now a Ben Is that what you're saying?
3: No, no, oh, this was then. back then. Back this was okay. 2000, 2015. Okay. So. Then I moved back to Washington. I had to cut off my pious and throw all my stuff out. It was it was really hard. Like I mean, it was it was like a, a tearful experience for me. It was very emotionally difficult. Um, also, because intellectually, I still believed in Judaism. On on, I still believe in Judaism. I mean, you know, I still believe that. That that was essentially correct, and you know, if I had some other spiritual path, that's going to explore, it was only as a replacement for Judaism. So
2: here you are, around two thousand fifteen. You're interested in Judaism. You wear the Hasidic garb. You have the paeus. I assume you maybe this had is, a beard. Two thousand
3: fourteen. So so the whole thing was a, a the, the first phase was a four year project from fourteen till eighteen, and I spent time. I, I I used the online learning resources that Chabad has. Um, I, I learned the ta- English Tanya. I had Caprices. I learned with the Rosh in Seattle for a little bit. He taught me how to learn Mishnahias, introduced introduced me to the Sprach and all that. And I went to Shiram. I, I sometimes I wasn't able to make it to the the Seattle Chayil itself. So I, but they had like Skype Shiram and stuff. So I tuned into those most of the time. I mean, I, I was I was a teenager. Sometimes so even though I you just, were
2: you got rid of the garb, but you still were learning. You still were. In yeah. the process, so 2018, what changes that you decide you're going back to wearing the the Hasidic gar, garb, the outfit, and wear the payas and the beard, and, and to finally go through the actual conversion?
3: Ah, okay. So I had those couple of years at about two two years, two and a half. It was two years. It was 2017 when we were Magay, not 2018. 2017. Okay. but it was the 2017 end of Teshu'ah Chas. Um. So I I um I had I had a few years where I I was dating and and just kind of trying to live uh as normal of a geisha life as I could, but then I got together with the woman who would be my wife. We we knew each other and and you know we're just acquaintances you know. Um, and
2: what is her name?
3: Uh, I'm not going to bring her into this. Okay. You know, she's a sure. better in the community, but yeah, that was that was the name she took on at her at her gear. Um but um where was i going with that so so so
2: 2007 we got
3: together and she was already interested in Yiddishkeit from before she had had a reform conversion in i don't i don't know some long time before we got together i think the, you know the 90s or something but um she'd wanted to be orthodox beforehand and so we got together and i was like oh i know about this stuff and then i got in contact with some old rabbi friends on facebook and then talked with one of them i i it was it was a whole interesting thing. But I, I got a hold of Rabbi Kolakowski and he, he said he'd help us out to to do the gear and stuff. And I was very serious about doing the conversion, because for me, everything else is just a replacement for having been Jewish. What for my earlier desire to be Jewish. So. Um,
2: and so he brings you to, you. Right, he brings you to Rabbi um, Steinberg, right, Paris Steinberg and Rabbi Oldbaum, correct?
3: Yes. So So so, they're
2: not not a Hasidic Bezin, even though they're very well respected. Rabbi Steinberg is certainly young Israel, so he's a little bit more modern than, let's say, a Safer Bezin. Okay, so so you went to them, and were the requirements different from them than, let's say, the other Bezin that you tried earlier? Oh,
3: so basically how how it ended up working out, I mean, Rabbi Kolakowski at first was going to have it with him. Rabbi Fishbane and Rabbi um Rabbi or somebody else, some some third roof to sit for the on the best in. But there Rabbi Fishbane went out on vacation right at the time that we got out there, because we got there I believe it was December 5th was the date of my Brasamila on the English calendar. It was it was the Sunday after Patrasvaishlach. I distinctly remember the the Shul I heard from the the, the roof at the Shabbos by Sumatrish in that area of Monsin in Ermont. I suppose it technically is, um, from the night before it was done. And it was done in the basement in this guy's place. It was a very nice basement. You know, I think, I think he had like the Isaac off down there or something, too.
2: But you, but you made it clear, to and I speak, well, speak to Rabbi Steinberg later on, you made it very clear that you want to be a Hasidic, even though they were performing the conversion for you. Yeah. Now, yeah. Wh- now which Rebbe, you mentioned earlier, which Rebbe wanted you to wear the Hasidic garb? who suggested
3: i I don't i don't need to bring him into this you know that was years ago i haven't talked with him since like 2004 i don't even know actually i went to i went to a couple he invited me from a once after i talked to him in borough park in 2020 and sometime around either before right after covid i can't really remember
2: okay sent them off to
3: there once also but so what you're yeah.
2: saying you were sincere about becoming Jewish you've been at it oh, since absolutely. 2014 15 is what you said you finally made the commitment in 2017 going through different phases how do you feel when you see online there some of the websites are saying uh, that you were you were never really Jewish you were just phony and going through the motions and didn't really mean it um fake no, Jew for five years I, I'm looking I, right I, now yeah
3: Hmm. I think it's incredible that there are people who who never knew me who feel like they can make such such uh, statements about me, like they they probably I used to write divrei as like a cuter thing at one point. You know, I talked with the who I who I knew, and he was like, yeah, it's a good idea, go for it. You know, um, through yismachlev. There are people who are like, oh, I made himself a an rebbe and all this stuff, and it's like, well, no, that was that was just shtick. For an it was I was oh, not. Oh, but I was talking about that, people some of the, the stuff said that London.
2: you became like a, your own little rebbe, right? That you became yeah, your own chassidus.
3: That's that's that was that was again that was years ago. It was a bit of shtick. I knew, I knew rabbonim who like you know basically weren't in real life rabbis, but they used a little thing where you know they they gave Toyota online and they did write different Toyota, and give Shirim and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, if I'm doing it too, you know, I could use that title as well. But then I, I when I had my more my my later page after I'd gone offline for a year and a half or so while I was learning more when I was getting started with learning, I need the time just to really. Like I knew a lot just from years of of studying. I, I learned I learned Yiddish by the time I was like seventeen. Who taught you, you Yiddish?
2: So.
3: The Yiddish I, I started working on back when I was in Washington. I had a talmizah who was a uh, he was a Gaba by this rabbi, and I learned with him. And he gave me um, he told me about a book, like a Yiddish book that teaches like a Sodl Dige Yiddish. So I, I learned like basic vocabulary from that, and then I got fluent in it from living in Williamsburg.
2: Okay, and. Before before we break, from what I understand, you also went through the whole Shas, the whole Talmud, the whole yes. And- yeah,
3: first I went through all Mishnais and then I set myself to going through Shas as as soon as I could. I just was, uh, I I just burned with this, with a desire to do it. I really wanted to understand Shas. I wanted to understand how Halacha works. I was I was obsessed with it. I really wanted to understand how it works, so I could make sure that I'm doing things right. Number one. And also to, to participate in the, that great intellectual tradition that is the pride of the Jewish people, you know. As oh, somebody who converted in, I was like, "Oh well, I should do this. I should actually understand this instead of just not understanding." I also, I also went through all urechaim and a good amount of Yoreh Deah, Divchos and Mishpat. Also, I mean, after I, after after finding out I couldn't be a dain anyway, I was like, you know, I'll learn the halachis, but I'm not going to spend too much time in and Mishpat right now. I'm going to focus more on, you know, I wanted to fight hair, but I, I just didn't
2: work out. But, you, but, but, you, but um, you enjoyed what you were learning, it sounds like.
3: Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I learned a lot of Hasidus also, like Tanya and Reb Nachman, Benayi Sasche. I made a scene on the Zayr also. and that, that, that picture, you know, that's been going, one of the pictures that's been going around where I'm like standing at the bima and stuff and my Plachika hit, that's, that's from when I finished the Zayr, The I didn't finish it a second time, but
2: the first time. Our guest is Yechiel Yisroh Bloyd. He's a sophomore who left Judaism when we're looking at why he became a Jew, we'll also explore why he's leaving Judaism as we speak. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned.
1: Hey, it's New York Times bestselling author and ghostwriter Michael Levin, and books are my babies. Here's an amazing idea for a gift for a loved one or friend, or perhaps for yourself, a family memoir, a business book, or any other kind of book written and published just for you. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, offers ghostwriting, publishing, marketing, and distribution of books onto Amazon, and through Simon & Schuster, distribution into brick-and-mortar Barnes & Noble bookstores, and even into airport bookstores. You can get a framed photo of the cover design to give as the perfect gift. To learn more about how Jewish Leaders Books can get your book done for you, or for a friend or loved one, Contact my friend Zev Brenner at two one two seven six nine one nine two five extension one hundred, or drop him an email at zev at talklinenetwork dot com. Again, that's two one two seven six nine one nine two five extension one hundred, or write to Zev at zev at talklinenetwork dot com, and we will get your book going for you.
4: Please welcome the one hundred tenth mayor of the great city of New York mayor
5: eric adams one
6: of my favorite radio, radio shows always
5: good speaking with you zev take care
0: thank you mr mayor you're listening to talk line with zev brenner america's premier jewish broadcast on the air since
6: 1981 and now here's your host
2: we are back and our guest is Robloyd, robloid is sophomore who you heard he became not only Jewish, but Hasidic belong to the sophomore group or identified or affiliated with the sophomore group today. He doesn't consider himself Jewish. We're taking your phone calls. Uh, let's go to Zev Schmelzer. Zev, thank you for calling in. Your question or comment to our guest. Um, you can speak in English because people, and a lot of people don't speak Yiddish that listen to uh-huh.
7: us. But
2: you know, okay. you know how to speak English, Okay.
7: I just wanted to apologize because um, and we hosted the show on Thursday night and we spoke about you without a name. But um, I regret maybe it was wrong from our side. And we took off this part of the program, but I want to ask Michela just oh, to make fine. sure that Thank there's you. no hard yeah.
3: feelings. Yes, I, I heard it also, and I'm 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 sorry that there were so many um, Bilbilim that, that came out through this. <laughs> I wanted to I want to say that the the thing about how there were a few a few in the sickka the last year that I was in Williamsburg, I was still echtfrend then. I was I was still keeping to tzaddaluka. My my wife had COVID and she was lying on the, on the couch, you know, for most of sikkahs, which is her favorite yontif, by the way. So I mean, it was it was an issue for us also not to be down in the sikkah for that time, but. You know, like the halos. You know, I, I I was up there to take care of her and, and make sure that she had everything taken care of because she was, you know, <laughs> a little bit too sus. So it was it was that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm Michael. i i Michael. You for this, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel feel um, for it. You know, it's, it's can, fine. Uh, I understand. It was something that that made a big a big a big hell halim whatever, and like. I, which i didn't want at all which is why I, I did things the way that i did after after i you know long after the same shots when I, I had come to my current position you know I, I i didn't want to make any problems for anybody to make them feel stressed or worried or anything so yeah, yeah. yeah.
7: that was that was the, the 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 story came in as if you did everything you planted it and you, you had a plan and what was afterwards that we got the result that it wasn't the plan, thing, And you you go your way, and you did it with respect, and you never spoke about anyone, nothing bad. Even now on the show, you try yeah, not absolutely. to say names. You don't want to mix anyone in. So I'm just True. apologizing in, in the name of everyone who was involved, that's all. And by the way, I want to
2: tell you that when I spoke originally, and you will tell you, he doesn't want people to follow in his footsteps. He was very careful about not wanting to come on. He's very sensitive. So thank you for what you're doing, Zev, and speaking up, and apologize. I think it's so important because um, it's good to have to clear the air, and I, and I admire your courage for doing it. So thank you.
7: Thank you, and you're always welcome back. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good. Um, thank
2: by you the have. way, people want to know the question they have, even though you don't consider yourself Jewish any, or do you consider yourself Jewish? Okay. So the question is, do you, do you still consider yourself Jewish? Because you've gone through this whole thing. What how do you consider no.
3: yourself now? No, I just consider myself as uh, as somebody of Western European descent, which is what I am. I'm mostly Scandinavian, and a bit, you know, Northern Front which is technically part of Germany, but you know, French. Um, yeah, I, I I very much I, I very much see judaism as as more of an ethnic thing and so i can't really claim that i mean i I don't see a point in claiming to be jewish when i don't have that in my blood and bones
2: but you have it the way you speak and even your language you're using you you speak a yiddish thing i'm sure you're throwing a lot of yiddish words even now even though you don't consider yourself jewish but right don't you throw in the hamish Verta? right uh, it's it's
3: code switching when talking when talking with the Jewish audience, that's what I do. Plus I'm I'm quadrilingual and three of the languages I know are, you know, Hebrew, Aramaic, and, and Yiddish, so
2: we have a lot of people waiting to speak with you, so let me first uh, let me first take Shimshin and Barapar. Let's go, Shimshin and Barapar. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, good book.
8: How are you both doing? I, I kind of tuned in a little late, but if- yeah, if you could turn up the volume over there so I can hear you better because I don't have the radio yeah, no, no, on. Go, go ahead. To the We're phone. listening.
2: Go ahead. No, Nobody said. Okay.
8: Ahead. So, so,
2: so uh, I'm a
8: therapist. So I'm going to ask you a question because it sounds to me there's a tremendous amount of transitioning and exploring and being in so many different places. I mean, uh, you know, the Jewish religion is a very rich religion of many different traditions. And and, and I, I could only imagine that you were exploring different, you know, types of traditions and, and ways of life. And I wonder if you've ever seen a therapist to process
2: all of this.
3: Okay, currently, if I've seen a therapist.
2: Or during this whole process, I guess. Uh, like,
3: I, yeah, actually, I was asked to go and see a therapist years ago when I was doing my my first run through the gear. And when I was working on the, the first time was very difficult for me. Like it was a very emotionally difficult period of time when I had, I had quit because I felt that it was taken away from me by others. And I I had actually gone to see a therapist then, and I went for psychiatric evaluations and all that stuff. And they diagnosed me as normal, which I know is probably hard to believe, but you know, Um, I'm sorry. I have have a a, a sense of humor with uh, the self-deprecating
2: humor. Go ahead. But. No, no.
8: Actually, let me just intervene. This is not a matter of evaluating if you're normal or if you're not. This is a regular discussion of processing, in, internalizing feelings, emotions. We all have to. Uh, we all have feelings and emotions, and we're all triggered different ways. And I find, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this close to 20 years, and I, I meet with many people, individuals that go through many different things in their life, Jewish and non-Jewish as well. And, and in order to be able to feel grounded in many aspects of, of their life, it's essential, not because, you know, it's, a, it's trying to figure out if someone is normal or labeling or trying to make diagnostic terminologies. It's a way of having a, a deeper understanding to life experiences. Does that, does that make sense to you?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, for me, you know, I, I spend think. most of my time in prayer and solitation and, and, and um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the so, right word. So sometimes my, my grammar is bad sometimes, but, let but me you know, solitude, I'd say I, I, I process better alone. That's, that's just how I've always been.
2: I think what is trying to find out what triggered for you. And I'm maybe I'm amplifying. What's the trigger that made you decide to leave Judaism and over what period of time you just didn't wake up one day and say, I'm out.
3: No, it wasn't. It wasn't an an all at once thing. Um, it it basically it was just after after I'd gotten through shas. and learned a lot of medrussa. I learned, I learned also and tikkun and a good amount of kisva ari and all of these things. And I was on my second time through shas. I think in the middle of masech shabbos when I I'd come to that. Um, well, not in the middle. I mean, like, Dov, you, you die. Something like, and anyway, the beginning, you know, the, the 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 beginning of was basically beginning a little later, beginning part.
2: Um, I, I right, I just, right. But what you know, I'm hearing, what I'm see hearing, what i hearing, I'm
8: sorry. I'm saying what I'm hearing from you is the way you're expressing the way you were practicing the religion and the Judaism. But I'm not. I'm. I'm having a little. And difficulty understanding the emotional side of it, you know, like the emotional feelings. Um, it's not just connected to learning or taking or knowledge. It's not like an experience of knowing the Gemara or knowing the Chumash or knowing. It's it's a deeper connection to Hashem through practices of the Torah. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to sit down with the Gemara and you finish Shas once or twice or Kabbalah or everything that you absorb as a you know makes me think maybe you just absorbed maybe over absorbed a lot of it and it was just too much it does, you um, know like I'm just wondering how this, how this religion was you know absor- the way you internalize it and the way you experience it that you decided that you want to leave it and I just that's what I was wondering if you had a therapist on the emotional feelings and processing and trying to get a sense of identity It seems to be you know, it's important to have an identity and a direction, a clear direction. And sometimes it makes life so much easier to unpack all of this and discuss it and have a deeper understanding to all of it.
3: Um I mean I had I had you know an emotional connection to Judaism as well. It wasn't just intellectual, but the you know, the, the, the Sheetin Chabad that like it's brought out in the tanya is, you know, right? So there's for me, that's been a big part of my spiritual direction on the whole, like uh, outside of Judaism. Also, I am I have I have a very I, I can't really think of the, the way that I want to put it, but like a, a more intellectual understanding of my spirituality. And that that applies to the emotional side as well. You know, I, I I believe that the the mind has to have control over the emotions to a certain degree rather than the emotions running with you. And I, I, had, I had plenty of, of an emotional connection to Judaism when I was practicing it and until I'd gotten to my theological concerns, which I don't want to address per- particularly. I, I think it's something that would just make the matter more confusing rather than clarifying things for people.
2: But did you like to relate no, no, Actually,
8: that's a very good point that you're saying, because I, I understand very well that you're looking for clarity, and to be grounded and I think a big part of this has to do with identity uh... to be able you know a lot of times many times through the years of twenties and thirties there are there are individuals that have difficulty finding their identity and they explore and and they can't without processing and trying to clearly understand the background and the history sometimes there's some trauma other difficulties that come about so there's a question mark of do you feel like you have an identity? Do you struggle with that?
3: Oh, I definitely feel like I have an identity. Yeah, I'm quite, quite strong a one. I mean, if anything, you'd say I'm a bit of a Balgava in that sense, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know who I am. I, I always have. I mean, my, my, my essential identity has, has been, you know, my mother told me that when I was like three years old, I was busy talking about God and what a beautiful world God had made. How much I loved God and all that sort of stuff, um, and I still yeah, do. do. I, the, the, I have a very emotional connection the with the ultimate and, and, source and, of all. In anyway,
2: a way anyway, that, um, Shimshin, I appreciate it. We have a lot of people waiting to speak to him, so thank you for that. All right, tonight. thank you, thank you very much,
8: and good luck to you. But I do, yeah, I do you. recommend, I do recommend a therapist, maybe because mm-hmm. I am a therapist. Take care. All and, and if you want to get in touch thank with Shemeshan, I'll right. put
2: you in touch with him. <laughs> anyway, Shemeshan, good to hear from yes, you.
8: I'll be happy to speak to you. I have a private office here in
2: Borough Park. Thank you. All right, Take thank care. You. All right. Thank you for for your phone call. Lotsky. speaking of Borough Park, I think we have Rifki in Borough Park. Rifki, very patiently waiting. Go ahead, Rifki. Intelligent. But he is
6: missing a certain cue that I hear in this young man's voice. How old are you now? Could I ask?
3: Oh, yeah, sure. I'm... I forgot how old I am. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm 27 now. I okay. Think. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, my... You're going to be surprised.
6: You're going to be surprised at what I have to say. Okay. Sometime from when the cell phone generation started, which is, uh, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago, ten years ago, the... The young, the teenagers and young adults in America, became exceedingly immature. They are not like the, this age group of years ago, and I would suggest to the rabbanim that they should not convert teenagers and young adults until they get a little older. This young was man, shall you I? What? I would would agree with with you,
3: actually. I think they should have more more, more, um, restrictions for Gaetum coming in. It's already hard enough in the modern orthodox circles, but um, I I think that that Mahalak should be adopted,
6: absolutely. Listen, I'm a mother and a grandmother, and I see what's going on. Now, I see in you that you enjoyed the learning very much. You really, you ate it up. You enjoyed it. But the decision to remain Jewish, this was like you explored it, and then now you're going on to something else. That's what I see. What do you say, Yechiel?
3: Um. So I, I had when I when I had converted to Judaism, I I recognized it as a lifelong commitment. I I just. I I don't like to talk about this much because in general society, it's a very private matter. But I I went through a whole bris mila for the thing. It wasn't like I thought I would just convert to Judaism and then, you know, go on to do something else. It it, it wasn't wasn't, wasn't fake. It It wasn't fake like
2: some of the bloggers have written that it was fake, that even your wedding ceremony, the blessings were.
3: You can call her Barron Weiss. I don't want them to bother him, but they can call him if they'd like. He, he was the one who did it, and there was a minion there. I don't know why there was a minion. You don't need a minion for a meal of her gear, but there was anyway. Um, you only need the two item to actually certify that it happened, but. Um, anyway,
4: let me
6: let me just say let me just say that I I could recognize this. I'm telling you, I see in all different time because see this lit- this, all kinds, of, especially young men, by the way, more than women. For some reason, women are a little more serious. But I see this—it's like an immaturity exploring. You feel young. You still have time. You don't want to—you you don't want to commit yourself to something. Listen, it's a long life. I have time. I could—I could, I okay. could yeah. do other things. And that's what I see.
3: Okay. So thank I, you, for I your wish you. I
6: wish. Listen, I wish you luck. I hope you, uh, you one day decide on the right path.
2: Anyway, thank you for your phone okay, call. Thank you. We're going to squeeze an email before we break. We'll take some more phone calls. Here's an email question. Uh, Yossi writes, does Yechil feel any resentment anger towards the Hasidic community for mistreating the way they did, and how much of that impacted his decision to leave? No,
3: God forbid. God forbid. Chas <laughs> v'shulim, I don't think like that. I mean, I I was treated very well by the Xhosa Shakihila, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, there are people who like to complain and they think like, oh, you know, Hasidim are so mean. It, there's there's cultural differences that we have, but I found the Xhosa to be incredibly nice, you know, um, for, the, for the for the for the most part. You know, there there are sometimes miscommunications because you know, I'm from western Washington. I'm from <laughs> A totally different society in every way than than the Eden are, but they're very nice and very warm and welcoming and and good. I I don't. Okay, so fine. You know, maybe there was some discrimination because of our age difference and stuff, but that's that's only normal. Most people think that's weird, but uh, we get along amazingly. We haven't. We've been together now seven years and we haven't had a fight. I don't want to make this ramble about her, but you know, um, yeah I, I i i feel I feel like everything was handled very well in the Kahila. And, um, I actually think here might be a good place to address this too that there are these weird accusations that I'm like going to write a book or something about they, they, my they, they, well
2: that was one of the bloggers that said that the reason why you went through this whole process you wanted so to write insane. a book
3: so insane I, I just i can't understand where people can get these sorts of ideas from um i i'm not I'm not going to write a book on Nidishkeit or my experiences in the Kahila. that's i'm I, my 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 goal is just to kind of Put it behind me to to recognize that it was something that I got into when I was when I was younger, and I I have fond memories of things. And it was I, I view I view that part of my life as having been crucial to my spiritual development because it forced me to to actually be self disciplined, which is something that is not encouraged in America at all. You know, getting up to Davin vasikin and and you know putting on at least the two sets of tefillin per day and later on, I'll admit to it, Why, what's the matter? I started wearing fill in according to the, the Shittan Priyayat according to the advice of Aruv Mekibble, who I was speaking with at the time. He recommended that I do that for Mincha. So I daven Mincha at home a lot, all the time because of that and go hear Chesurah shots later. But um, it forced me to develop a very real sense of self-discipline so that I would actually do the things I need to do rather than just thinking like, oh, spiritual things are cool and not really having anything grounded. So it Yeah, I I appreciate that. And my experience in the Kehillah was overwhelmingly positive, as far as 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 I'm concerned. You know, other people might have felt hurt or something, but that's just because they don't know what it's like to deal with others from foreign cultures.
2: Okay, let's take one phone call before we break. Let's go to Chava, upstate New York. Chava, you there. Go ahead. Hello. um,
4: I'm a Gioris. I just celebrated 18 years in McGuire, and I was actually McGuire with Rabbi Steinberg and I have clung to Torah. (laughs) <laughs> through thick and through thin, through better or for worse, with all of the Narishkaite that comes along with it for these 18 years. And um, I want to just say I have a lot of emotions about your story, Mr. Black. And I want you to know that, that, that I'm speaking to name, you now yeah. as a mother.
3: Come again, I'm, I'm sorry. Speaking,
4: I'm speaking to you now as a mother. That every time my children go into Shadiha now because of your story there will be a question of whether or not my children are kosher for a shidduch. And for that, I hope that you take a real long, hard look at yourself. And I know that you will have to answer to the great creator that made us all. Let me just say this yeah, yeah, yeah. to you.
3: sorry, but. Hold on, let me, let me, go, go ahead. I with well, Fullest respect, I, there have been plenty of stories in the past of Gairam who quit Judaism. I've known every other Gaira I've known has quit Judaism. I don't think my story that's itself is going to cause problems. It's the big media uproar that came out from somebody making problems. So I'm sorry about this impacting you, but I, I, you shouldn't blame me for this. This no. is a problem that's always existed.
2: But by by the way, there may have been some, but we had interviewed. I don't know if you heard Rabbi Olbam will have Rabbi Parit uh, Steinberg, um, and we've asked them. They've gone through hundreds of conversions, and to their recollection, they don't know of any other cases of somebody who left the religion afterwards. Some of them may have now become religious, you know, when they've gone through the conversion. And according to what they said, is that, you know, you are Jewish once you're a Jew and you go through a valid conversion. That's it. You're in the you're in the you're with the Jewish people. So I, I understand Chava, your frustration. But the fact is, just because one person left doesn't mean that every single girl lives. It means like every time it's about returning to Judaism, he goes back to not being observant. It doesn't mean that every Baal is in that category. So if anybody acts that way, they're not dealing with the facts. And I feel bad for them. But it shouldn't really impact you, because if one person does, it doesn't mean it has affects your lifestyle.
4: Well, I sincerely hope not, and I no. wish you all the best.
2: All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your phone call.
4: Hatzlacha.
2: <laughs> Hatzlacha. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we continue our conversation. We are speaking to the sophomore gear who left uh, Judaism, Yechiel Yisroh Bloyd, and uh, he joined the Jewish people in 2017, just recently left.
5: Hey, this is Alan Dershowitz, um, inviting you to tune in to the Dershow, Show, the Dershow, Show, where we discuss the most important issues of the day. You know, the Dershow, Show. All that's missing is the wits, and that's what I need you for to provide the wits. We broadcast Monday through Thursday evenings at eleven p.m. Courtesy of Rumble on TalklineNetwork.com and our twenty-four hour listening line at six four one seven nine three oh three eight two please join us on the der show to really get a grasp of what's going on in our world today and you'll hear it directly from me through my lens which you know is always going to be your lens so thank you
0: you're listening to talk line with zev brenner america's premier jewish broadcast on the air since 1981 and
6: now here's your host
3: They were very nice. They were perfectly nice to us. Uh, so there are no did the, hard feelings come the end, in me and there are no hard feelings with the Williamsburg Kehela. So where, where where did the
5: break come in? Did you have a theological awakening? Did you decide at the time of gear you don't believe in JC and something happened in your life that made you go back in that direction? What, what would you say really was the... Theological investigations. Mm-hmm. It, it, theolo-
3: theology and history and things that... that I really don't want to get too into it because it's just not really shy because it's related to my, my current life rather than when I was there in Williamsburg. So I don't really see the point concerning this is to settle things from what was then. But when I had converted, I had, I I had rejected Jesus, but now I, I've, I've, there's just a whole, a whole series that ended up bringing me back to to Christianity. Anyway, thank you for a good question. I appreciate
2: that. that. We have a lot of people calling before we get to our next call. I'm going to read a couple of email questions. Um, Yossi wants to know how did your wife come to discover Judaism? Did she convert from her own fascination interest, or was it to please you that she converted?
3: she converted from a real fascination with it she 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 told me a story, and she told the the best and also you know they, they might remember this because it's pretty out there but she, she when she was in Seattle, she was on a walk with her father and and she saw a group of young boys in in Kapolech and she was like. She said, "Daddy, I'm going with them." And and then he told her. She was like, "Oh, Randy, those are Jews." And um. And and so she was all she was always interested in it, and she really had wanted to do it. It wasn't because of me that she did it. It's just that we happened to make a good team together to do it.
2: Okay. Here's another email question. Ask your guest if he feels funny not eating eating not kosher, not keeping Shabbos. Come again. The listener wants to know if you feel funny now eating tray for non-kosher foods and not keeping Shabbos, the Sabbath.
3: That's, that's kind of irrelevant, I, I think.
2: I mean, you know... Well, it's, it's not irrelevant. I want to know if you
3: miss it. Yeah, I mean, it. no, do I, I don't do you... at all. To be completely honest, from, from a theological perspective, I, I have no connection to those practices, so I do not feel worried about it.
2: Do you miss anything about not being part of the Jewish people, the community now?
3: No, I feel very satisfied on my own now. I mean, I had friends, you know, who it's like, you know, I, maybe I miss them a little bit on on some level. You know, there's there's definitely a level where I miss some of my former friends in contact, but it's it's not like you know that's that's just not really such a a thing. Yeah, no, I don't. I feel very satisfied in my life spiritually now.
2: Let's go to Arya and You thank you for waiting. Go ahead, Arya.
5: Yeah, I mean this, this. whole thing is very suspicious to me. I mean, the fact that he can't articulate or won't articulate the reasons for leaving, which, is, which should me be the major part of this interview, tells me that he never <clears throat> was really in it. I mean, if he if he doesn't if he can't say why he left it, he was never really in it. This was just I was just going through the motions. And this is the fault of the rabbis because it says that you're supposed to push. You're supposed to pull somebody in with one hand. And push them away
3: with two hands. These days, I'm they don't do if that. I'm sorry. If you knew
2: the degree of sacrifice that I went through to, to go through all this, there's no way you should say what you're saying. And let me let I me into, let me yes, y- yes, y- 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 let me y- 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 let me y- inter- so y- interject.
3: Right emotional, uh, You know, like Yechiel, I'm going to I'm going to I'm
2: going to say something which I think will buttress your point. Is I spoke to Rabbi Peretz Steinberg, who's going to be appearing later. We heard Rabbi Olbaum, and Yechiel went through a hundred percent lot kosher conversion, bonafide Jew. He was now. He may he may have changed his mind right now, but at the moment of conversion, he was hundred percent authentic, verified by the rabbis, who are very prominent ones, who were there as part of the conversion process. So, listen. Can I tell you something? Listen, people go through a long process to become a preparation
5: to become an astronaut, also. But your heart doesn't have to be in being an astronaut the way it has to be in being a Jew. And I don't think his heart was ever in it. And I'll tell you something. Where he comes from, Washington State, okay, and I'll generalize, okay, that's where all this crazy, wild, this wild youth is from, Washington, Oregon, and that gave way to a lot of the de- what we see with the Democrats today. All this, all this atheism out in Washington and Oregon. Okay. So I'm going
2: to right, let Yechiel respond to you, but uh, but I but like I guess my belief, having speaking to these prominent rabbis, is his heart was into it. He went through shots. If you and I think one of them said, you don't go through a circumcision it, if you're not really committed. It's not a fun thing to do if it, you don't have to it's do literally
3: it. Literally surgical procedure that i had to have i couldn't have general anesthesia because i had to be awake to, do, to be in the, kind of the mitzvah, the the mitzvah and all that you know they had to do local anesthesia other i almost they, they even had to use extra stitches because there's too much blood that came out at the time i was supposed to toil the next day which is part of why everything got mixed up with the original bestin setup because i, I bled too much and they had to use real hardcore stitches um uh the, the, that's that that the accusation is frankly completely ludicrous um I, I, I daven with the Bren every day i i, I knew Luci Kodesh, devoted myself to learning it and I was fluent in it by seventeen so I knew it every Mila from phil men I, I invested myself in it. i dove in like an hour and a half two hours and I could daven uh, a twenty five minute shachris it was it wasn't because i can 't read i can i I'm, I'm fluent in Hebrew and Aramaic now after having gone through some help for that at first. I, I had such a, a fine geschmack from from getting up for chicken sauce. It's not yehara at this point, you know, for me to talk about this because it doesn't yep. help me. It does it help me to talk about? What I used to do? Can that I just gave say me such one more stuff? thing. Feel like a schmack in the Yiddish
5: but that's one, one second, are, that, you? One one second are you?
3: One really second. patently ludicrous,
5: and that's that's all I want to say. I do want to say one more thing. Okay, what's going to happen when somebody when a rabbi comes along and tells you? That, that you're going to go to Gehenem because you can never get out of Judaism. Are you going to become an enemy of the Jewish people? That, and then the, the Medrash that says that the sons of Amalek are going to sit in the Bate Medrashim, that could be the meaning of that, because you you're going to, you have gotten close to us, and then you're going to learn that you can't get away from us. So your only alternative is to become our enemy. Is uh, that going
3: to uh, happen? I,
2: uh, I think you're being antagonistic.
3: That's a very nice shot. I No, I'm not going to become an enemy of the Jewish people. That's ludicrous. I mean, why should I hate them? I, I spend time among them and realize they're people. I mean, why why should I why should I all of a sudden become a, a complete... Because the, theologically, theologically... Myself, you
5: know a one, on. time.
2: I one at a time, let him finish, because I know you're passionate yeah. about it, but let him finish, and I'll let you respond. Go ahead, Dikhil.
3: Okay, I've already had... The, the person who started making this whole mess you know, was telling me that I'm going to be in the, um, what is it, Medida Shavishul Gehenem or something. You know, I think that's what he said word for word. And um, I mean, that's not in my theological context that I exist in now. I'm not, I don't exist in a, a Judaic theological context. I practice Christianity and I, I, I follow the, that, that, that form of things, um, that, that understanding of the world. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to hell. And if a rabbi comes and tells him I'm going to hell, then oh well. You know, that's, well, that's I, not my problem. I'm sorry. God can I, figure it out in the end. It's not my business. Okay, but you claim
5: you're so smart. How, logically speaking, how could you re-embrace JC, something you rejected uh, intellectually? How could you re-embrace it uh, a, a second time? It
3: doesn't make any sense. Further information came to light through my study. That's that's all there is to it. I, I don't see why. Well, this well, is well, anyway, no. Ari, I'm
2: gonna. We're going to, That's where the Gehenna comes in. That's okay. where the
5: Gehenna comes in. Even yeah. for Jews, and, Jews Jews. Okay, Ari, I appreciate
2: I appreciate your phone call over here. And, and and but by the way, you know, I think it was Rabbi Albaim or one of the other rabbis who said you're a bona fide Jew. So according to the Jewish religion, once you're a Jew, you're always a Jew. You can't leave. So you are responsible for your actions according to Jewish law. I'm sure you're aware of that from your studies, but, I'm that, but
3: it's not part of my paradigm. I, I don't have a, a Jewish paradigm for my understanding of spiritual reality.
2: Aaron wants to know, can you please ask him how he explains his magic is not considered kishuf? I guess that's another for Yiddish word for magic. His blog oh, now probably yeah. new book seems to say a lot about this.
3: Okay. So wait, my books do say, or don't say
2: he, he, he writes your new book talks about it. I'm just reading what the email oh, okay. listeners. So I have no idea what, uh, Anything no, just what,
3: what he's asking about exactly, like how I, how it's.
2: I guess Kishif. Okay. You know, are you right about magic, which is Kishif, which is a yeah derogatory. magic.
3: So so there are different forms of of magic, and the the problem is, is that we oversimplify these terms. Like Kishif is not a direct translation to magic; it's more sorcery, which is something that I have never had anything to do with. If you go through the halachas and Shulchan Urech and from Chazal, from the Zohar Kodesh, all these all these sources. Um, I talked to the roof about this also, and I'm not going to mention who he was. He does not deserve to be brought up into this at all. Um, no, nobody should have been brought into this, this insane situation. Um, he, I spoke with him, and, and my, I told him my understanding of it, and to ask him to, to critique it you know, so that I could understand the halukha better. And he, he told me that, that there's, there's a big difference between Kishif and and Masis. So the what I write about is called magic because there's there's only one word for it in the English language. But at the end of the day, it's basically a a Western it's not Hebraic Kabula It's it's Western magic, which relies on being a pious person and being devoted to God rather than, you know, going and talking to demons and making offerings to them. It's not it's I mean, even Masa Shaitim has talked about Hazal at some 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 of Hazal practice Masa Shaitim, but you know, it wasn't the the parts that they could avoid Azuter, which is the problematic part. From from what I remember from Hilchis Kishif. So what what my books are about is not Kishif at all. I don't recommend reading them because you're not going to like a lot of the theological content. But you know, it's it's more it's more similar to Kabbalah Masis than any form of you know Halachidic Kishif, which is which is totally usur. You know, I, I never practiced anything usur when I practiced Judaism.
2: Now I'm getting a bunch of emails. Did your wife leave with you? Did she also not part yeah. of the Jewish community? Yeah. For the same theological reasons. Yeah,
3: we went through it, and yeah, you know, we discussed things, and we just had a time. You know, it was it was between Peter and Paisach, if I remember properly. Between Peter and Paisach, yeah. I mean, as I said before, we left as soon as possible because it was like we didn't want to cause issues for anybody and be like living a fake life. Because I'm an emis. I'm not like. So i'm not a i'm not a shock, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a i'm not i'm not a false sort of person so i just had a lot of time i somehow uh-huh. i ended up with a lot of time to think and um and i i was I, after having gone through the kind of zone i saw a lot of the ideas were already present in neoplatonism and other forms of philosophy that I was already familiar with, and my historical research, based after learning a lot of the also that where they don't address any of these ideas, I, I just came to the conclusion that that you know, I because these were the things that drew me into Yiddishkeit were these interesting sort of like the idea of there being extra secrets within Judaism, secrets of the universe that that others don't have, um, and and I I, I saw that the the ideas those ideas are already present in my native ancestral tradition of, of, you know, Platonism and Christianity. So, um, we talked about it and she, she agreed with me,
2: so. Our guest, uh, just for a little while long, Yechiel Yisroh he is a sophomore who left Judaism and he embraced the Hasidic lifestyle and now is back to becoming a Christian. And we continue our conversation right after these messages.
1: We're the people of the book, so where's yours? Have you ever wanted to write and publish your own book? Are you concerned that your family, friends, and colleagues will never know how you did all the great things in your life? I'm New York Times bestselling author Michael Levin, and books are my babies. My company, Jewish Leaders Books, writes and publishes books by Jewish leaders, people who lead in their companies, their communities, their synagogues, their philanthropies, and their families. We don't just write the book for you. We can publish your book on Amazon and provide Simon & Schuster distribution into Barnes and & Nobles and even airport bookstores. We're working with Zev Brenner and TalkLine to bring our unique service to Zev's audience. Let your stories come to life with Jewish Leaders Books. Reach out to Zev today at 212-769-1925, extension 100, or email him at zevbrenner at gmail.com. And we'll see you on the bestseller list
4: are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast or perhaps a tv program talkline network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day ideal for ethnic foreign language medical business and religious broadcasting we also have full-time radio stations for lease as well as fm hd channels for more information please call 212-769-1925 that's 212-769-1925 or email Zevbrenner at GWAL.com.
0: You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981.
6: And now,
2: here's your host. Okay, we are back. Our guest is Yachil Yasrobloyd. He's a former Sakmer Ger who left Judaism back to, to where he was originally as a Christian, and we're taking some of your emails, some of your questions. 212-769-1925. Here's an, email, uh, here's an email question from Dawood. He goes, Zeb, I just heard a listener wanted to know if the guest felt strange eating non-kosher and missing Shabbos since he converted to Christianity. Guest said no because it was theological and irrelevant. I am Catholic and I can assure you that you are allowed to keep kosher and observe both Sabbaths. We accept all 24 Jewish books, New Testament, etc. There is no theological obstacle to following the Jewish laws one difference only, of course, is understood that we accept uh, J.C. and observant Jew is the Messiah. Certainly, John, your your reaction to that?
3: That that's patently false. There there are many writings from the Church Fathers and from the the early days of the Church. You know, I think it's Pope Saint Gregory the Great actually I, I explicitly wrote that that Christians are not to keep Jewish practices. Um, I yeah, I, I'm not gonna write an essay on it or give give a lecture on all the different aspects to it. But as a Gnostic it, it's also taught in the Gospel of Philip that that there's it's not it's not proper for Christians to keep to keep Jewish law.
2: Okay. Here's here's another email question for you. Yoli writes, does he have any change okay, um let's see what he says over here. Okay. He wants there's a clip going around. Uh, from the gear that he considered himself a Zali or even a Bene Yoli. Does he have any change on this as well?
3: <laughs> That's a really funny question. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, do what you want. I, I already I was already beyond a lot of the pol- political stuff. After a couple of years in it, I was just like, hey, you know, whatever. It's all politics after a certain point. At that point, I didn't really understand. I I mean I knew it was, you know, just whatever, you just politic, as they say. Um but It's like I, um, yeah. I mean, I went, I went to Rodney because that's where I just got to know people mostly. You know, I, I never personally went in to talk with the Satmar in Williamsburg, it just never happened. Did you want to? Oh, yeah, I, I did. I just never, I just never fell out the
2: right way. So, okay, but uh, but all these years, but you, you as a, ch- a chassid, did anybody want to bring it to the Rebbe? Because certainly you went through a lot, you were a convert, wouldn't. The, wouldn't people want to bring you to see the Rebbe? There was somebody who offered once to take me in, and then I think he just forgot about it.
3: I, I went to the dinner for and and, um, well, Remendela, Remendela Vizitzer would come to Williamsburg, I'd go see him. I went to the, the um, I, went, I went to the Scully Rebbe a couple times also, but we weren't, like, super close. So I just went, like, twice, so...
2: Now is there anything about the listen you've invested in this since 2014 if i remember correctly correct um that
3: was when i had gone to Muncie to do the gear i really since 2000 i have to, I have, to I have to think in terms of the age thing it was 2000 from 2010
2: yeah okay so now is there anything about the, all these years the practices the learning the teachings. Is there anything that you miss or that you like to maintain as part of your new life?
3: Self discipline. That that's the main thing that I really got from practicing Judaism was self discipline. Um, beyond that, um, most of the teachings that I found really captivating came from other sources originally. So. Yeah, I, and I, I keep to them in their that sense, as they're from the older sources, from the the Platonic sources and things like that. So, but in terms of practices, considering the the perspective I have towards where I stand, theologically speaking, and in regards to my social existence, my my internal existence also. I mean, you know, my my. My whole my whole view of self and identity and how I conduct my life has always been influenced by my religious views, my theological views we'll say. So I you know, I remember I remember a lot of nice things. That's 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 really what comes out from it. The the main thing that I cultivated was this sense of self discipline, which I still practice now in a different context.
2: But but you enjoyed Shabbos, the holidays, is that something which you Oh well, yeah,
3: I, I loved them. Yes. When I was keeping them I did enjoy them. Yeah
2: mirror mirrors the singing because everyone did the Hasidic life. So part of what it is is also the singing. You mentioned earlier the joy, the ecstasy, the the the, the yeah. love of life through the Judaic lens. So that's something which you don't have in other religions the same kind of way.
3: Um, I I I still I, I have that. I, I I do believe that that's something important to. I mean that's the. You know, Okay, no, not gonna, not gonna get into that. I told myself I wouldn't get into those discussions. I'm not gonna start rambling on with um, stuff from the the early writers of the church who have similar
2: ideas, actually, to that. Of, well, they, of, the early uh, followers of the church were Jews, and they separated Judah from Christianity. Uh, and that's the reason why the, they. The st- ones
3: who I'm thinking of specifically weren't. They're they're Alexandrian
2: Greeks. They're really? the Greek Greek Egyptian Egypt, Egyptian Greeks.
3: Yeah, yeah so but, but I'm thinking whole, more of like, the early <laughs>
2: the early early Christians were certainly Jews. Um, and, and they were practicing Jews and, and there was a separation made so not to confuse the Jewish followers of Christianity from Jews. So they the Sabbath became Sunday and they no longer had to adhere to the dietary rules, et etc. et cetera. That was to make a change so people shouldn't be confused with that. I know when you first, when you and I spoke, you mentioned you don't want people to follow in your footsteps, but are you at all dismayed at some of the publicity have been online about you, about your motions, your intentions over all these years?
3: Oh, all the stuff online has been completely against my my desire. You know, my my entire goal with leaving was that everybody should just plain forget about me, you know, as if I, I wasn't even there. You know, I, I figured it would take about six months to a year for people to kind of like, you know, if they don't see me around anymore, people already thought I'd moved half the time when I was in Williamsburg anyway because I spent a lot of time by myself learning inside. I I never, I tried to get signed up in real Kuala but it just didn't play out right. So I spent a lot of time learning at home because I had all my own Sfuran and, and, um, which, you know, I bought with, you know, the money my wife made working at Hamaspic, you know, on minimum wage. So, I mean, at, at, at the most she was making $20, which was soon before we left, but, but, um, so, people already thought I'd moved half the time. So, I figured like they would just forget. And, you know, a year, maybe two, you know, six months to be like, oh, where'd that guy go? Oh, I guess, I guess he's just like, you know, maybe move to bar Park or something. But then, after fe- a year or two, I figured everybody would just forget about me and then, you know, go on with their lives, which is all I really want people to do is just live their own lives rather than being worried about what's going on with me.
2: Let's take some more phone calls. Let's go to Shmuel and Monroe. Shmuel Monroe, you have a question or comment to our guests. Go ahead, Shmuel and Monroe.
9: Hi, uh, um, my name is Shmuel. Uh, Simple question. If someone that tells me they went through Shas, they finished it once and they're up to Shabbos, and then they said they learned Kisvari, Kabbalah, and everything else, and can say that they haven't taken out even one Kiddush, everything he has learned he's seen in prior things, teachings, doesn't sound to me that he really understood anything that he has learned.
3: I wrote I wrote I wrote Khadishim actually. I have I have a whole book full of them.
9: So how do you say that you haven't taken anything out? You said someone just asked you and you said, no everything I knew, I already knew beforehand.
3: No, when it when it comes to the 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 esoteric ideas, like most of Kabula, as far as my research has indicated, a lot of academic researchers also um, came out from a confluence of Neoplatonism and Judaism, rather than coming originally from Judaism, which was what I thought it was. I thought it all originally came from Judaism. But from everything I've learned, i would learned, I'm really not going to get into the particulars here about exact ideas. You know, emanationism, okay, no, I'm not supposed to talk
9: about this. Um, you 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 have yeah. this misconception. I don't know who you spoke to in Williamsburg, but there are a lot of people sitting in within the Jewish community that have a lot of knowledge on Platonism and know Plato is. We call him. Happen to call him a Falken and He's the Reb of Aristo. We know all these things and all these things. We we can go back and forth. We. So let him, I'm going
2: to let him respond to you. Go ahead. Yes. Wait. So so what was the? I'm, I'm not I'm not certain as to what yeah, he who said. Is this the question from oh, here was. Uh, okay. So let me have him reiterate the question again. So this way. Um, you can articulate. Go ahead. Do you, you want to explain your question a little bit more? You want to explain your question again a little bit more? Because you didn't understand it fully. I mean, because I, I understand
3: it is, a lot of you who know a lot, but I mean, that's not really...
2: No, my question I mean, is... I like, I think I
3: didn't talk to anybody uh, like I did, you know, and it's...
9: No, I don't know who you spoke to. You You were in Williamsburg and you were in Visionist and maybe you were... These are all very Hasidists and there are a lot of well-minded um, people, but there are people that are living within the same community that have learned and know all these kind of things that you happen to know about Platonism and who Plato is and who—we we know the same thing, and we know the Rambam Amorim is full of it. Whoever learned a little bit, Rambam, knows all these kind of concepts, and we know the disagreements. Um, my question really to you is, becoming Jewish or coming going through a, a, it it is painful in, in a physical context, like you said. You multiple times that you've said it, that you've gone through it taking going through a bridge and it's it's not easy, whatever it is. But when a person comes to Judaism, usually these people are they believe in a concept of oneness, of of Hashem, a concept of Yahadhis that is not um, very different than when it comes to believing in, as you call him, Jesus is believing in. There's a shit to, to Hashem. All these kind of concepts. It's not about saying I've learned multiple sources, all the things I've known, I know before, and I was Christian and a very well versed, new Christianity. And then I was like, let me figure out. Uh, I, this sounds to me more. You've said it sometimes in the middle, also that it there's chachmah that is found in Judaism that's not found anywhere else. And then you said, oh, I. Platonism. So, obviously, I'm I'm out of with the whole Jewishness. This is not. This, this is the way it sounds. It okay, sound so, like your question.
2: Dis- thirty seconds. Your question is that. Could we have other calls? And we're almost out of time. So, yeah. thirty
9: seconds. Question. Mean, to sum up, my question is: Did you come to Judaism? Very broad knowledge of Christianity. Very well versed in Christianity beforehand, and you thought that Judaism just has something else cosmic that isn't found somewhere else, and that's why you decided to come here. And then you said. Uh, I found this actually in Platonism. It's I went online, I Googled, and I went through all the books of Platonism and I saw that of it, and then maybe he has it beforehand, why be a Jew.
3: Okay. I, I had studied the the works of Gnosticism and Plato and Crew, the her, the works of Hermeticism before I had converted to Judaism. And I I, I had I had I had believed Again, this is what I was what I was taught from the Sviva I was with before getting to Williamsburg and stuff, that all of these all of these come come straight from Yiddishkeit, and they're not borrowed from anybody else. It's our own unique thing, and we're the only ones who have this this sort of treasure. The, um, what's the like a copyright on truth. Well, let's say, well, is that
9: the reason, we can disagree on that, and and, and the Kizri in, in the multiple places, in, in the Second Peric and the Fourth Peric, disagrees on that and claims that everything that okay. comes, comes actually from the Torah and everybody, all these, k- especially um droshes, and that's when they wrote down the calling, and that's when they thought that it comes to Plato and Erickson claims Again, it is, let's so we can disagree so on that. Okay, so But, you're, but I'm asking so, if, yeah. if you knew I mean, this beforehand and then you only came because you were looking for, for Chachma. and then you said Chachma is found somewhere else let me go back to my Wait, to my
3: um i i i wouldn't say that it's because simply because i found the Chachma somewhere else and the the, the I, I i i didn't find the Kizri argument very convincing with that i i Again, I really didn't want to get involved. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying – I just I
9: want people to understand. There are multiple people sitting in Judaism that are loving you know, Yiddish Kai, loving we're, we're, it so much. Yeah, you you raised a you question. Know, and I and mean, you're, mean, you're, it sounds like you came to Yiddish Kai because you were looking for an
1: Anyway, because I because I believe because I believe in, in the the, the one PM God in Hashem, WSN, I, I still I still believe in, in the one God that's beyond
3: all things. May you that
7: there's a God.
2: God. You know, what,
3: we're, we're, we're getting far afield yes, of what I believe I believed in Judaism exactly as it was presented to me, and that's why I converted.
2: Anyway, there, we're we're going far, of course, on, on that, and uh, we're going to try to squeeze in one last phone call, and uh, let's uh, just see if we get one more phone call in here. I know we'll have. This is an interesting topic and discussion. I know a lot of you are, are uh, you know, interested in the topic, and we're, we're going to cont- continue following up but with that as well. Okay, we're going to, I believe we have Stan in Forest Hills. Let's see if we get to Stan in Forest Hills. will be our final caller on this particular segment. Okay, let's see if we get to Stan. Stan, are you there? Well, I'm going to hang up already. Uh, go ahead, what's your, what's your question?
8: I don't got a question. I got a comment. Okay, it, go ahead. You're not going to like it, but go, I'll go with Why are you wasting your time with this guy, 27 years old, doesn't know he wants to be a Christian now, then he wants to be a Jew? Come on. I mean, it's within six months, he'll be a Rastafarian at the
5: airport asking for money.
2: Well, he spent he, he's less, 27, less. Oh, he has Hold, on, hold on, Stan. I'm going to let him. He Hold on, a time. One about one time. life. Give up on this guy. No, Forget no, no, on. Stan, people are... Rich. What a waste Stan. of time and effort to Stan, talk to this guy. Stan, you know, you, I, I appreciate your opinion. I would like opinion. to say
3: one thing. I'll I'd like to... to say one thing first. I actually completely agree with Stan. This is a complete waste of time. I, I did not want any of this at all. I'm glad to reason hear that. This interview is because so many people are making things up about me from before.
5: I am not... I when don't I,
3: even I don't know my, you. I don't, my, I don't care. Okay, Stan, so let garbage. him finish. I, I really hate publicity entirely. So what are you on the air for? This is
2: a waste of time. Anyway, Sam, I've, i appreciate right, you from call to, <laughs> the
3: Anyway, the we're
2: we're well, right. It's out of time. So I listen, I thank you for being here with us. And any possibility that uh you would come back to Judaism? Because you've spent so many times over here.
3: Um I as as far as I understand, no. I i I've, I've realized that Judaism is primarily an ethnic concern rather than something that somebody can just join up with. I mean, I think there are some people who can really do very well in Judaism, but I I was talking with somebody recently, and he was like, I mean, how how, how do you feel about these things? It's like, there's no way I could like not fast on your computer and all this. And I was like, you know, for you, it's in your blood and in your bones. For me, I, I have no Jewish genetics, you know, um, as far as I'm aware. There was one little period of time where 23 and me had Misassigned something, and they said I had a little tiny bit of Ashkenazi Jewish in me, but you know, the, later on they got rid of it, and it's that's not really there. It's probably my my bit of German genetics that ended up being mistaken for Jewish, but because um, the region the region in Germany my family was from was you know southwestern Germany and Alsace, which was which is now part of France. But anyway, that that's not quite
2: anyway. So. Uh, Those original guy. Final question. Are you still in t- yes. are you going to keep in touch with any members or friends that you had? I'm sure you had some over the years. You're going to keep in touch with any of them?
3: Other than those who have there, there's there are only two people who I feel comfortable talking with at this time. Um, I, I don't see the point maintaining friendships with people from the Kahila because it's it's just painful for everybody. You know, they're going to want to be make out of me back. And you know they're going to be talking about stuff that I'm I'm just frankly not not particularly interested in discussing at this point. You know they'll be trying to trying to convince me that I'm wrong, and it's like I'm I'm sorry. You know I've 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 learned a lot, and I know this isn't this isn't the the right thing for me at this point. This this is something that happens. The end of shine of Chumishi too. I mean I, I hope that's that's realized. You know the gaidem don't really stay around like most of them. Every every single gaid I knew in Seattle, without well, fail. I mean, they all quit
2: at one point or another. Well, by the way, let me just say, because I've been, I've been doing this for 43 years, and I can tell you, yeah. I have interviewed tons of converts to Judaism who stuck with it uh, over the course of time. Well, so cool. maybe yeah. some of no, them, you know, that, but, that. I, but I'm saying, and I've met many of them from all different kinds of backgrounds, different countries, including Abraham Carmel, my first convert. Who was in Ireland? He was a Catholic priest. He went through every religion in the world, and being Yeshiva a teacher, Yeshiva flappish until his death. Wrote a book to expunge my path to so many others. Of course, of time. So I disagree with you that most con- converts end up leaving. They don't. You, may, I'm sure there there may be some. You had two prominent rabbis who did hundreds of conversions who testified earlier that they don't even recall any other case of anybody leaving. They've done hundreds of conversions. So. Um, I'm not sure where you, where you have that from. I can just tell you from the experience that I've had and the rabbis that we had that went through many conversions. Anyway, I appreciate that you joined us on our program. We hope that you'll find your way back. You listen, according to Jewish law, you're Jewish. We hope that you find your way back to Judaism. I know you enjoyed it. And uh, so hopefully you and your wife will come back to the Jewish people, to the religion that you spend time since 2014 Till now, a very significant amount of time. So, thank you for joining us on the burger. We appreciate you being here with us. Yes, thank you. And I hope
3: this settles all of the debates. I, I just want this to be kind of the final word on the whole thing. I hope people respect that and not continue to harass you. And, and, and
2: we, so, we, we had, a, and people shouldn't harass you, but, but I think people are very curious. And a lot of stuff online says you weren't sincere about your original conversion. And I think that dispelled the record tonight that good. the original conversion, as we heard two prominent rabbis say, one of them we're going to hear right now is that, um, that that it was valid that you were a Jew, and according to them, you still have to adhere to the tenets of Judaism, because if you wasn't a valid conversion, then you weren't Jewish to begin with, and according to their halachic ruling, you are a bona fide Jew even now, even though you may not consider yourself to be one, but according to Jewish law, you are.
3: That, that's fine. That they, they can have their opinion, and that's, that's, that's very nice. That at least helps the people who, who, I, had, who I had been with that's That's all I care about that in regards to is term because I was an ed on once, somebody just invited me an in ed on and I was like, "Wow, that's really bad if they're thinking that I wasn't sincere and it wasn't uh, real have to ask you well, well, one question
2: because this is a bunch of crime coming right now that you thought your on Has called told usral that was Rabbi? that
3: was a very very Narish attempt at a Kirv thing that I had online. There was no real Hasidus. That was some sensationalist stuff that Simcha put out when the Hasana videos were spread everywhere.
2: Anyway, thank you for joining us. Look forward that. We'll have you back and hopefully um, we'll see you in Hasidic garb again.
6: Well,
3: um, no promises. Okay. (laughs) All right. Take care.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast, the pulse beat of the Jewish community.
4: For continuous Jewish programs, talklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to thetalklinenetwork.com.
6: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.